Thursday at 11 a.m. and today I have in the studio with me Taylor Sterling. I'd be here. Good morning, Good Taylor. Good morning. We were just talking this morning about our lovely dinner last night. That yeah. was great. Well, it's uh, very uh, relevant to this uh, very program. So uh, let's talk uh, food more for food. Thought. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk more food and New Year and New Year's dishes. Uh, with the country where I grew up, we have a, sort of like a staple that always you can find on anybody's table. In Ukraine, every, by every family. Yeah, people that are. But know. you know, uh, it, it is. Uh, I grew up in former Soviet Union, so that uh, encompasses uh, nowadays probably twenty plus independent countries. But the culture and the food was uh, very similar, the same. So you can find the same dishes probably through half of the Eastern Europe. One of them is in the New Year staple was Olivier salad. Yeah. What is that? Uh, it's uh, essentially it's it's a salad of uh, boiled uh, winter roots like potatoes and the beets with mayo. Oh, my mayo. grandmother made that. Yep. Uh, oh, I never knew that's what it was called. Yeah, Olivia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's what she was saying. <laughs> no, that that is in every. There's jokes. There's songs about it. There's uh, you know jokes like you uh, anybody can uh, once in a lifetime can find the, themselves sleeping or, or falling <laughs> the face down into the you know Olivia plate. So because it's a lot of food, it's a lot of drinking, it's a lot of fun. It's it's uh, one of those. It's probably the biggest holiday of the year back uh, in the days. So used to be anyway. What else are the traditional dishes like i know frank has uh, <laughs> some from his family like they served pierogies every new year's eve creamed herring things uh like- h- herring uh, funny enough uh, mm-hmm. another sort of like staple that uh, you can find right next to olivia salad is uh, herring under the uh, which means herring under the fur coat you know what is is that the cream part it is uh yeah it's it's a herring uh, that uh, has been laid with a layer of potato layer of beets uh, oh. herring potato beets everything is soaked uh, essentially in mayo and the finished top looks like a red kind of sort of like that's the coat you know that that's that fur coat shuba that it's referring to uh, beets it, it's it's an amazing combination because uh, beets naturally sweet Especially if you roast them or you boil them, that brings the the sugar, the concentrated sugar in them. Uh, herring is salty. Uh, mayo gives a little bit of an acid. See, I'm, I'm salivating uh, <laughs> as no, I'm I speaking. See. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can you buy that in any store? You have to make that. No, you can probably buy it in ethnic neighborhoods like uh, in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Yep, yep, yep. yep. like uh, Little Odessa, Little Poland, Greenpoint, right. uh, New York. Uh, you know, so yeah, that's, I don't think you're gonna find it in Warwick. You're gonna have to look up the recipe. That's all. Yeah, but those are uh, guaranteed to be in. Every household, in every, I mean, it's like one of those, like, uh, you know, you have a certain dishes for particular occasions, like for Christmas, and, and I can uh, attest to that because there's always a big, uh, it, Christmas uh, symbolizes the end of the Lent, so uh, people don't eat uh, meat, so at the end of the, for on seven cri- fishes, on Christmas, that's Christmas Eve, but right. on a Christmas day, there's always, you know, as a reward for that uh, Lenting and fasting, uh, there's, uh, there's usually... The big protein meal that uh, you know the whole unites the, the whole family. Right. So it's usually prime rib, filet mignon. Uh, you know, uh, depending on uh, you know the taste and traditions, uh, fresh ham. But for the new year, <coughs> it is always those two. It is always Olivia. It is always the uh, herring under the coat. It, it's one of those that you you can find with your eyes closed on everybody's table. <laughs> Everybody's. I love it. And how long does how long do you normally stay up with the family on New Year's Eve? Oh, it's an all night affair. It's, it is. It's usually uh, well that used to be. Uh, nobody goes to sleep. Uh, <laughs> nobody actually starts celebrating until probably about uh, eleven p.m. Really? Yeah, because it's uh, it's it's not a day off. Uh, That's it, true. Yeah, it's used to be the same. Everybody. So people that used to work till five six p.m. They they still a full working day. Uh, traditionally, everybody's playing hooky and, uh, you know, not necessarily working that late. It's usually corporate parties and uh, business. But uh, it's after the work day, you go home, you still have to prepare the meal. So normal sit down is right about 10, 11 p.m. You, you give the sort of uh, credit to everything that happened and uh, dues and uh, homage for whatever happened in, in this current year. 
So uh, there's a good tradition to usher it away in a good uh, style, sort of remembering good things that happen and everything else. And then with the big, you know, strike of a midnight, the new year begins, obviously, and, you know, people's hopes and uh, wishes and what everything is, else what go, is, goes. Uh, yeah, what does Sam's Meat House uh, normally sell a lot of for New Year's Eve? Fillets. We, we we are really, really famous for highest grade possible filet mignons. We have, uh, that that has been the best uh, seller for Christmas. Uh, prime rib probably trailing, trailing right behind it. Uh, and, and then there's always uh, lamb crowns. <clears throat> there's certain dishes, uh, veal, depending on, on, on uh, culture now, and the cuisine and neighborhood, uh, you know. Yeah, that's true. Now, prime rib. Uh, I once tried to make it for Frank because not my thing, but... It's said to cook it standing up the rack in the oven mm-hmm. at like 200 or 250 degrees for like hours. Forever, right. Yeah. At, at that low. And to leave it out of the refrigerator for hours before you did it. So it became room temperature. It lessens the shock, so to speak, and it lessens the cooking time uh, because it's already gaining, uh, you know, you refrigerated to figure out 34 degrees Fahrenheit and to gain that 40 degrees difference to room temperature that's at 72, you're already gaining so much uh, time. But it is uh, long, it's uh, standing uh, roast, it's cold, it's always prime rib, there's always only seven rib, rib number four to rib number 11, uh, that can qualify as I a saw you giving that rib. to somebody when I was in Sam's, the guy was asking, how about 10? And you said, well, it comes at 11. And, said, <laughs> and I saw him and he went, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, it's everybody's favorite. That's usually for a big party and for people who like uh, leftovers, you know, because that's one of those dishes that's never fail. And, um, and it's it, heavy meat. So it's big, it's big. Yeah, you can't eat one of those all by yourself. So, and uh, that's... Filet is uh, still everybody's popular because it's so easy to make. And people often ask us, how do you make filets? My, uh, like, and uh, it's not always I cook this way, but then it's been a number of years, maybe for a little, I don't know, maybe six, seven last years, we always cook high heat method. It's 500 Under degrees. Under the broiler? No, you just preheat oven, put it on convention, uh, convection roast or, or bake, uh, 500 degrees. It has to be scorching hot. You preheat the oven. You get the uh, fillet about five uh, minutes per pound. Uh, or not about. It has to be like an exact number. Uh, and uh, usually fillets they range between three and four pounds. So uh, it doesn't take more than fifteen or twenty minutes. Now, Salted. can you do that in like a cast iron pan on the stove as well? Not as good. Does it come out like tougher? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, see, with this one, it's such a, a error-proof method. You don't have to babysit it. You you really uh, with your eyes closed. This is what we always do when somebody's calling. We expect somebody for dinner. We work until the last very moment. I call ahead to the kids to turn off, uh, turn on the oven, get it preheated, and I'm just walking through the door, popping it straight in the oven, and uh, 20 minutes later, you have yourself uh, an amazing, amazing. dinner. <laughs> an amazing dinner. Yeah. So there's nothing else you have to do. Just that's it. And what do you put on? Just salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Salt and that's pepper. Uh, the the um, the most important part of the now cooking. Now that's medium rare. Medium rare. Okay. Medium rare. And that's when the the uh, certain cuts are absolutely they blooming uh, at at its best. This is the most palatable uh, state uh, that you you would want your steak to be in. Uh, but uh, yeah, the only uh, the only sort of. Important part, I tell people not to open the that oven door. Yeah, that's really hard for people. <laughs> no <laughs> it's peeking. almost like they're watching a movie and they have to push fast that's forward. That's right. And no yeah. peeking, not letting that heat escape. Let the uh, roast cool down with, with an oven. So, now, when you take it out, you serve it immediately? You don't let it sit? No, you, 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 it, not necessarily, because it's still nice and warm. Uh, so cooking time, figure out uh, up to 20 minutes if it's a four-pounder. And uh, cooling down in an oven without the opening the door should be no less than 30 minutes uh, as well. Then once you can uh, get it out, it's completely done. It's done to your likings. Everybody loves it. Uh, it it's such a fail-proof method that it takes uh, guessing uh, time out of cooking. Yeah. We can share more cooking tips right after the break. You got it. Sam's Meat Warehouse is a butcher with old-time family values. Remember back in the day when people knew their butcher by name and visiting them was a social experience? 
they would talk to customers about how to cook a piece of meat to perfection. Sam's combines old world methods with modern techniques. Call your favorite butcher, Sam's, at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. The Warwick Valley Dispatch has been run by the same family since 1885 and is your local newspaper covering Warwick, Goshen, Monroe, Middletown, and all the great towns, villages, and neighborhoods in Orange County. The Dispatch reports on all the news that affects residents, organizations, and businesses throughout the county. So if you want to promote your business or organization, email editor at wvdispatch.com. Shop local. Subscribe to the Warwick Valley Dispatch. Tune in every Saturday at 11 a.m. for Free Speech with Stephen Keeter, where you can voice your opinion, express your ideas, comment, or make suggestions on the topic du jour, right here on Radio Worth Listening To. And we're back with Food for Thought uh, with uh, Stephen Keeter and Taylor Sterling right here on uh, your hometown station, WTBQ. And we're discussing New Year, new dishes. Uh, yeah, so we talked about New Year's Eve's dishes, but yeah. what about New Year's Day? Because after eating all that food all night, <laughs> do you eat anything on New Year's Day? <laughs> It's usually, you know, it's uh, since you celebrate throughout the night, there's really no washing the dishes until the very next morning. And I think, uh, you know. Uh, but you have four kids. They're, I have to tell you, they are so incredible. We were talking about them this morning. <laughs> Nobody, I mean, really seriously, not only are they like drop dead gorgeous, these kids, but they're so bright. It's unbelievable. And they're so savvy. And they are so involved in getting up and doing everything at that table. There's not even a question. You know, if they, well, uh, they, don't have a, they don't have a choice. Yeah, but, <laughs> but the thing we said this morning was they were brought up with a work ethic and kindness. And boy, the combination is unbeatable. And you see it in all the kids. I no, mean, the work ethic, I think it's, it's the most. Look at the Stolfa. Most, uh, How old is he, 11? Yeah, yeah. In that meat market, like he could tell everybody else what to do. Yeah, he, he's working here when they're not in school, when the school is not in session on the weekends, they, they help. It's a family business. Absolutely. Obviously, Sam's Meat and everybody's, uh, you know, it was built uh, in, in mind to, to, to have the kids working there and maybe one day uh, running the place. So Sam's Meat Warehouse, actually, there's no Sam in there. It was uh, built when uh, Tamara was pregnant, and we were really hoping for the boy, and we picked up a name, and I thought it would be a nice idea to what an om- pay, pay an homage, g- give yeah, an established business leave, to the kid. <laughs> let's not leave Tamara out of this because she is the the other half to you, and I mean yeah. equal half because all the work and all the cheer, child rearing and everything else. It's a, it's both of you together, and that's what I think makes a family. That's the heart of the family is the mother and father. And it's obviously being taught. Really amazing family. Really, Frank and I were raving about them this morning. No, that's. I honestly believe that's that's the best inheritance and the best gift you can give to your kids. Yeah, you'll teach them to work and a good work ethic. And I've heard every time uh, Katya Uliana, you know, they went through the number his of his older uh, daughters, uh, number of uh, you know where they apprenticed or interned or worked. And uh, every time I hear, you know, what they they work half as uh, hard and they achieve uh, twice as much, you know. Uh, because they put 100% effort in. Yeah. So. That's what makes a difference. Now, we you call her Gacha, but her real name is Katarina. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a beautiful name, too. And Oliana. Now, how do you spell her name? U-L-I-A-N-A. And there's a long tradition. The, the, yes, that's what uh, I wanted to hear uh, about. Back in, uh, in, in Europe, besides, you know, the, this sort of like in my opinion, there's three ways you normally to give a name to a child. It's either to honor somebody in your family right, or, you know, yep. uh, it's uh, maybe some people are fascinated and like a particular name, you know. Right. And But traditionally, the calendar, besides Julian, Gregorian, and, and the calendar that we normally all see uh, on either on the table or a wall, hanging on the wall, business calendar, there's also a religious calendar. And the religious calendar uh, for every day of the week, for every day of the year, there's a particular saint oh. uh, that. There's uh, a saint every day? Pretty much. There pretty can't much. be that many good people out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of them, not as, uh, you know, not you, as don't, famous. Uh, you, you don't hear even the names sometimes. But 
pretty much on, on, on every day there's something that uh, significant happened that uh, religion, you know, recognizes. And uh, very often, especially like in old tradition, more like, uh, like really like in old times, you pick up a name for a child d- depending on the date she was born. Uliana was born on uh, St. Uliana's Day. And, oh, and, and well, thus, there it is. Uh, you know, it was very easy choice. <laughs> okay, not a saint. <laughs> so, uh, and Tamara, on the other hand, uh, you know, uh, when she was born and the parents were discussing how to name uh, Tamara and everything else, they received a telegram from uh, grandmother who lived uh, in, uh, now it's a Chechen re- uh, Republic, uh, Grozny. And she said, congratulations on uh, having uh, granddaughter Tamara. Boom, that's it. Nobody wanted to argue with the I grandmother. Love the name <laughs> yeah, no, you don't argue with your grandmother. Not so, even a thought. <laughs> so, so that was kind of a, was already okay, you know. All right, Dasha. <laughs> let's go to now. This is his third daughter, who thinks she's going to be six foot four. Well, Dasha technically, uh, when uh, Sam's Meat uh, Warehouse was conceived, because at the time we had a Spring Street Market and uh, we were plans to build a steakhouse and and a wholesale operation for the meat. So when while building a Already having two girls and uh, building a new business, uh, you know, it was sort of coincided with the, with the pregnancy, and uh, we didn't want to go for the ch- uh, sex reveal over the child. Uh, yeah, there are very few surprises in life, and I agree. <laughs> I, I yeah. hope nobody wants to find out. Just enjoy the surprise. So we, we uh, were planning, uh, already picking up the name, hoping for the boy, and I said, you know what, uh, why, why don't we call the business Sam's uh, Meat? Uh, that's how Sam's Meat Warehouse was created. Because if that would be the boy, we already had the name Sam. Steven's middle name is Sam, by the way. So, you know, but the... God has a nice sense of humor, so, uh, so, Dasha we, so we, had, we had a child instead. We had the Dasha. Yeah, so where did her name come from? I think she was born close to uh, Saint Days as well. So oh, okay. Santa Daria uh, is, uh, you know. Now, I have a question for you. Sure. If, uh, if, if, if you call him Stephen too, stuff, if he was a girl, would you have tried again? I, you know what, at that time, uh, honestly, because we already had two, two children and uh, Tamara had, uh, the Stopa was born so kind of late, you know, she's not a spring chicken, she wasn't in her 20s or 30s. She looks you know? like a spring chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was always kind of a, a decision and she said, what do you think, uh, should we have uh, a child? And I said, you know, it, it's, it's wonderful to, you know, the, even that, you know, it's discussed uh, it's not just you. Yeah, right. Giving, it is okay. two people decision. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, for the benefit of the family. And uh, I had my doubts uh, kind of late in uh, life, uh, having some very small children, kind of challenging a little bit. But you know what? Everything is happening for the reason. I'm uh, very grateful to to my wife and, uh, you know, to, to life that uh, gave us such beautiful yeah, children. You really do. And they're, and they they don't even think about it. They just do the work. I was watching him and it was so busy that day I walked in. I think it was the Christmas Eve day or the day before Christmas Eve. And he was out there charging up stuff, putting stuff together. I mean, not even a thought. He looked yep, like none. He, he, he's amazing <laughs> for a young Well, he's been, he's been growing up in that place and he's right. been doing this since, uh, you know, he was very, very Probably little. Probably since he could walk. <laughs> yeah. So now it, it's, you know, sometimes uh, the, the kids, you, 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 you have all kind of people, uh, customers, uh, some of them calling and sending you notes and thankful notes and, uh, you know, wishing you a happy holidays. And some of them... Uh, Sort of like uh, saying, well, there's a kid answering the phone. I don't see nothing wrong with that. If that I'd kid rather is, have a kid if, answering if the phone. If that kid is capable and... Uh, Not like that, but it's a nice feeling to hear a kid who knows what he's talking about. Right, so... <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of adults that I don't even know what they're talking about. So. No, so we, we try to teach them to cook, to, to participate, and uh, certainly can... Uh, you know, maybe not necessarily give him a knife and uh, start chopping up, no, uh, no. <laughs> but it, all in good times. You I'd know? be concerned about Dasha with a knife. <laughs> but, you know, I've seen such uh, a number of people that come in and they, you know, already been grown up. They have no idea what to order, whether uh, what oh, yeah. kind of what kind of steak would you like? Red. You know, this yeah, is really not no a defining idea. answer. None. But for somebody, have a kid who uh, Dasha can, you put a restaurant menu in front of her. 
Oh, that girl can order. Oh. She can ask questions. She can. She knows exactly what Gosh, it is. That's just an anomaly. You know. I so mean. I think it's important in life uh, to be introduced to certain things early to I to agree. form your own opinion and uh, develop your own taste, if you will. Yeah, I did that when my son was really young. I introduced him to sushi, and people were like, "Isn't he really young to do that?" I said, "What? I'm sorry. Was there an age thing on food? <laughs> I didn't read that book, you know." And he he's like addicted to it. You yeah. know, he start, I started him very young. I wanted to try everything. And no, and it's it's broaden uh, broadens uh, someone's horizon, develops sure. the palate, uh, makes uh, you know it's much more. Conscious choice when it comes to it. Uh, you know what you're talking about. You know what you're trying. You know what you're discussing. You're you know, like, no, you know, tried that. No, thank you. And you know kids, you know, as soon as you give them something new, most of them, they're like, I don't like that. Well, how do you know? You haven't even tasted Absolutely. it Absolutely. No, it's very I important to introduce ask them. Ask Mac when you see him next time. I used to put a spoon of something in his mouth before he could say I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, because normally what you have, uh, people's uh, like a children's menu, it's always the same oh, thing. It's mac and cheese, yeah, uh, chicken fingers, chicken fingers, and pizza, and maybe a burger, a, ch- a children's burger. A burger is already kind of adventurous, but yeah. pizza, uh, mac and cheese, and uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> chicken you don't wings. give the you don't give the kids a chance to explore. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's so important. And you have been in many countries. Which, you know, after the next break, which is a few minutes away, I really want to explore that too. The different countries that you've been exposed to, and hence what comes with that, different kinds of food. I mean, we talk about the United States and traveling here, which I've done extensively. Um, As I've said, I've been in every state but Alaska. And there are different foods for every state. That's their thing. Like you go to Philadelphia, cheesesteak, you go out west, you're going to get some incredible dishes of a mix of Mexican and Western you know, there every state you go to, there's, you know, New England fair, you have lobster, you have clam. There's every single state has its own food along with its own culture, its own drinks. I mean, we had that guy on from Booze Cruise who talked about the different uh, places that he went to and the types of drinks they served. So you get food and drink mixed together. That's a great pairing as well. Oh, yeah. That's, so that's a recipe for a good time. Yeah. So you've had many, many different types of food in different countries, and you're not afraid to try anything. I, on the other hand, stop at monkey brains. <laughs> <laughs> now, one time, I think you should, you should try everything because uh, how otherwise you would know what's good, what's not. Yeah, and you don't know. And the one thing that stops me every time when somebody says, why don't you try it? And I'm like, okay, I'll try. Well, it tastes like chicken. Well, then eat chicken. I really, <laughs> it makes me crazy when people say it tastes like chicken. Then don't do it. By the well, way, the but pe- certain things do taste like chicken. You know. Well, yeah. well I don't know because I don't eat chicken. But <laughs> alligator. I don't eat alligator. Uh, frogs. I don't eat frogs. Uh, Listen, do you see those little frogs with those crutches? It's because you're eating its legs. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, I understand people like to try exotic foods. Um, I have a, you know, I like exotic foods as long as it doesn't, you know, ha- and it's not an animal. Right. I'll, I'll try anything else you got. But I, and again, I'm going to say the seafood you've been getting lately, out of control, so good. The, thank you, The thank shrimp you. is for the sustainable and shelled. You don't have to sit there and pull the shell, and it's delicious. It is restaurant grade because there's a taste to it. You know what happens when you have frozen shrimp? It tastes like nothing. Yeah. It has no taste when you defrost it. This was yummy. And the Chilean sea bass, oh my gosh, incredible. And the salmon, everything mm-hmm. was just tremendous, really. So I think the, sec- the secret is to have it uh, from the good source where you know yes. uh, it's coming from and to have it fresh. That's the two things it was. So I know people think Sam's Meat Market is only meat, but no, they have. By the way, you have a number of other things there, too. Frank is like addicted to the beets Mm -hmm. and the corn relish and the bacon ketchup. So I there you go look in some of the cases when you go in there at some of the different types of things, which are really fun to look at and delicious. That corn relish is really good, by the way. Oh, thank you. No, we, we heard a lot of, uh, you know, that that's one of those uh, best sellers, the staples uh, for the Christmas. We have, uh, I don't even know um, the company name, but uh, the lady called and said, we want uh, 100 bottles of uh, bacon ketchup to put in a, oh, yeah. Frank a, loves that. In, in a gift basket. What a great idea. It is a great idea. It's it's local. It's what a there. great it's recognizable. gift, too, yeah. when you go to somebody's house. In fact, it got so popular, we can we cannot keep up uh, I'm sure. in stock. So <laughs> we can talk more about it right after the break from our sponsors.
foodies are all flocking to Sam's Meat Warehouse. Sam's offers the finest selection of prime meats in New York and New Jersey. Whether Wagyu or Frank Burgers, Prime Filets or Delmonico's, Pork Chops or Prime Rib, Sam's, located in the Village of Florida, is the jewel of New York and New Jersey for those who will settle for nothing less than the best. Learn about where your meat comes from, recipes, and incredible pricing. For specials and giveaways, visit Facebook at Sam's Meat Warehouse. Hi, this is your favorite assemblyman, Carl Brabadek. And your state senator, Mike Martucci. And we are teaming up for the Friday Roundtable, where we'll be talking about what's happening in Albany. That's every Friday at 9 a.m. On, on radio, radio worth, worth listening, listening to. WTBQ GHT Weather. Patchy fog and scattered shower too this morning, then another round of showers develop later in the day, highs into the mid-40s. Tonight, cloudy skies will see a few periods of showers, overnight low 38 to 43. Look for clouds to be with us tomorrow, maybe scattered shower again, highs reach into the mid to upper 40s. For your New Year's Eve, cloudy with a scattered shower, overnight low around 40. And on New Year's Day, cloudy, windy and warmer, chance of some showers, maybe a thunderstorm, upper 50s. I'm WeatherWorks' Tony Salimo. We back with Food for Thought, and you're listening to Taylor Sterling and Stephen Keeter. Yeah, lots of good things, but, you know, interesting, we were talking about, uh, and also feeding kids different things when they're younger gets their palate excited, too. Uh, and you're limiting them. And why would you want to limit them? But here's the other part of that. You know, how about having, like you do with your kids, how about having them actually make a dish? You know, they get very And they excited. love it. Yeah, they love it because they've, they're so proud of it, too. Yep. No they need a little bit it, of a guidance, yeah. uh, but the... And no matter what it tastes like, make sure you say it was great. <laughs> <laughs> you want them to come back to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had a... I just want to reiterate a couple of weeks ago, we had that uh, burger uh, eat oh, off. burger showdown. Yeah, yeah, the burger showdown. Uh, by the way, Frank Burgers won. I just want to mention that, you know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, but I think it won because it was about the burger. It's all, it's just, it's simplicity. Uh, Who brought simplicity. the sauce? I brought the sauce. Who made the sauce? <laughs> I made the sauce. What's in the sauce? I am the sauce. Who brought the sauce? <laughs> Spilled the sauce? What the Quick, is- the quicker... <laughs> oh, oh, I know what that was. That was a funny little bit that Frank put here for the show. See, we, uh, one thing uh, Frank Berger doesn't need is the sauce. Yeah, exactly. You know, that was the point of that little play. <laughs> that's very <laughs> optional, you know, but... We didn't bring any sauce uh, to on our side. It was optional. In fact, bun was optional. You know? Yeah, Frank had you know his rule: the brioche bun that goes with the burger. By the way, and there's many reasons for it. When you eat it, you'll see why. It holds the meat. It doesn't fall apart. It has a little bit of sweetness to it. Soft, and it's the burger to bun ratio that Frank has a whole thing about. You don't want the bun bigger than your burger. And his rule is: you only can have two toppings, and one of them can be ketchup. I agree with that. And Frank I, has the cheddar cheese on his, and everybody came over there. Now, the other burger had a, it looked like a meatloaf. It, yeah, because uh, I understand there was some relish already mixed in, maybe onions already mixed in. And people and, said it was really uh, pe- good. People love it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for the, uh, I think, judging panel, out of uh, five judges, we won with uh, four to one. And a popular vote uh, between the people who participated or were um, taking part in that showdown and had tried uh, both burgers, they confirmed the judges' vote as well. Oh, okay. Well, there were five judges there. Two of them were actually chefs, um, both at different restaurants. One food had, writers, yeah, uh, CIA food. graduate. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it was uh, well... Uh, well rounded. And uh, we, we, we received uh, the feedback, uh, both burgers were great. Yeah, everybody said they were both great. But since great. there was only one winner... You know, uh, it is. it's still uh, Frank Burger. Frank uh, we putting it out there. Uh, we'll be happy to accept any other challenge from other restaurants. Yeah, that's right. If restaurants, if you know of a restaurant, or you're a restaurateur, a chef, or whatever you are in there, and you think your burger can beat a Frank Burger, come on, baby. And uh, 14 Railroad F, uh, like Taylor said uh, in the article uh, at the Warwick Valley Dispatch that appeared as a result, uh, you know, about results of the showdown. Uh, Damien said that uh, it's a good idea to put maybe a Frank Burger after the New Year on a menu. Yeah, and that's the Since owner of 14 Railroad Avenue preferred. Restaurant. Uh, I can. Uh, I know there's a lot of uh, New Year parties coming up to local restaurants. Uh, just yesterday, we supplied two local restaurants with their uh, New Year specials. Uh, Jace is going to feature filet mignon. Oh, 
uh, a wonderful place, by the way. I cannot uh, speak highly enough about uh, the owner and uh, the chef and the wonderful job they're doing. And nice people, too. And, and, and the place is just, I mean, it, it's... It's not necessarily family or kids friendly. Yeah, no, you uh, want to go only adults. It's not adults. being thrown upon, but it's not recommended. But yeah. once you're there, you understand that this is a very romantic. When I was there uh, at one occasion, there was a special area of the restaurant prepped with the rose petals and everything else. And the oh, guy. Oh, I love. He, in, he, he asked her to marry yep. there? <gasps> oh, I love that. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's a very kind of adult atmosphere. Very. In fact, there's a big letters right on the wall that describe motto of Jay's place and says. Uh, Respect and relax. Oh, or relax and respect. There we that go. Order, yeah, know? and you know, it is bothersome. You work all day. You go out to dinner. You, you, I love kids. Nobody yep. loves kids more than me. But when I go out to dinner for an evening, I want to relax and eat dinner. I don't want to hear a kid yelling and laughing and crying and screaming and, no, and running and, and, around. And, Listen, I get it. I had kids, but I didn't bring my son to dinner with me at night when he was young. Yeah. So, so, and like I said, it, it sets the very different atmosphere. There's a little jazz playing. There's a lighting. They used a lighting designer. Uh, I I knew from the my, the very first visit that the 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 place was brand new. That they were doing tremendously well. Right now, you can probably you cannot get a reservation that easily because uh, it's been discovered. It's small, and right? People are flocking. It's not that small. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it's bigger than. Um, we discussed 14 Railroad. And yeah, 14 oh, yeah. Railroad well, actually... 14 Railroad is small. Right. But uh, at the same time, uh, like I said, you don't feel it because it's high ceilings. It's uh, By the way, it's J's. It's J apostrophe S. Yep. Because Frank went to look it up and he's looking up J-A-Y apostrophe S. And I said, no, it's just the initial. So make sure if you're looking it up, it's J apostrophe S. And what road are they on? They write uh, before uh, DMV or police or court, uh, right in Middletown Municipal okay. Building. There used to be a smoking lounge. Oh. Uh, and uh, Which, thank goodness, is going away. Yeah. Uh, Jay apparently had to strip everything uh, oh, sure. you know, uh, off the wall. and everything. He, he did an amazing job. Just amazing. Like What's I said, his I, background? Do you know his background? Yes, he used to. He was in the industry for a long time. He used to be uh, bartending at the uh, Elk Lodge for a number oh. of years, uh, and uh, always kind of uh, dreaming and conceiving of have his own uh, his own uh, place, and uh, that that's the concept that that's sort of kind of he put in. And uh, let me tell you, it's working. It's working. Uh, I always enjoy being there. The dishes come, sort of like. Something that you would see in a food magazine. So it's almost like prep to a tea, uh, like edible art. You don't want to uh, cut and take. Presentation you just wanna, you is just half look. of it. Exactly. Yeah. When the drink comes, um, we were at the party. With, I think there was like five or six people. Everybody ordered different things. Every drinks come in a designated glass. I'm a finical like that because I like to eat with a particular uh, fork or, or from the... To me, it tastes better. Uh, champagne should be drank from the flute. flute. Yeah, and yep. uh, you cannot drink beer out of that. Don't you put brandy in a glass for me? <laughs> <laughs> so, but but it's very uh, the vessel uh, that drink is served in. It's just important. It's a mindset thing too. When you see yep. it like that, you feel a little bit differently about it. Absolutely, too. It, it's designed to the sniffer. There's a reason it has a tulip shaped. Uh, right. So so it opens and differently. And a wide brim on the top. Yeah. So yeah. it's it just like that uh, relationship between the, the burger and, and a bun. Yeah, it, it, it's a right. good It's a good vessel to just, you know, to deliver the product. Yeah, keep in mind, food, I know we should sustain our bodies and we should not live to eat, but eat to live. But when you are eating, make it make it an event, you know, make it like, you know, this is really something to enjoy. Don't scoff it down before you even know what it tastes like. Take your time. I don't uh, remember who said it, but it was said that uh, everything in, 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 in the person should be beautiful. Uh, the the clothes, the, the body, the thoughts, and, and honestly, in the food, if I'm eating something, I'd like it to look uh, I agree. I agree. It, presentation is really, look, it's for everything. What's the old saying? You only get one chance to make a first yeah. impression. No, so so Jay does it wonderful. So uh, filet mignons, I know because we supplied him. He he was picking up yesterday. Uh, another good local special that's coming in that I know uh, Kyle from Fourteen Railroad uh, have just just nailed it. Uh, he they doing uh, uh, pork bellies, fresh pork bellies, but he does it. Uh, he roasting for a long time. Uh, 
Taylor, believe it or not, this very often you see this very extravagant, very expensive dinners, uh, like seven, nine, or twelve courses, and you see the simplest ingredients out there, like uh, pork chops. I've been uh, to a very expensive dinner, uh, hundreds and hundreds of dollars, but uh, and they were serving like a little piece of uh, pork chops. And uh, we sell it at the uh, Sam's Meat, Meat Warehouse. I think you do sell some exotic it's stuff. It's like three ninety nine a pound. Do you now? Is your uh, uh, ostrich you sell? Uh, we do. We out of stock currently, but we do have a game program where you can find elk and the boar and ostrich and uh, antelope and uh, all all that kind of stuff. So antelope are not playing. <laughs> uh, all the way down to kangaroo and camel. I mean, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you had all those? Yep. And so, if I ask you what it tastes like, don't say chicken. No, no. The the uh, the only t- like I said, alligator does taste like chicken, but more like a gummy uh, with a little springy texture. But everything else, uh, surprisingly, very very different. Like ostrich, it tastes like beef. It looks like beef. It's really? very red in appearance. It tastes uh, ostrich would taste like a filet mignon. Is it low in fat? Is that? Oh yeah, it's you- very lean. Yeah, okay. extremely lean. Depending also on a part of the animal that you're using. Um, so you, you have like a kangaroos, the same thing. Very, very lean. Now, bison, I know that was a big thing for a while. And people are saying it was much better than regular beef. And now I'm hearing a complete opposite. So it's really interesting. I don't know. What much you, better in taste? Uh, much, not, depending on the burger you buy. Uh-huh. They they were originally, when it first started becoming a big thing, it was like, oh my God, nothing better than a bison. Now it's like, oh, okay. It, but I guess it depends on what kind you get, It's right? very similar. We get we got uh, bison straight from the farm that raises them. Oh. And um, that usually uh, comes from uh, places like Dakota and uh, Montana, where yeah, there's sure. a lot of big open plains. Right. You really cannot farm bisons. No. You, you can they essentially- They thousands of acres exactly, to roam on. Exactly. Yeah. So they, they're free-roaming animals. Uh, so under the watchful eye of, let's say, cowboys and something, but you, you can't really tame them. It's, it's a free-roaming no, no, animal. No. So uh, with that said, they have a very uh, lean meat, the very low percentage of fat. Uh, but doesn't that take away from the taste? Because it does. part of the fat is what part of the it taste does. is. Yeah. It does. It's not as palatable. Uh, right. Frankly, and it has a very different texture. It's difficult, difficult to work with. It's difficult to cut. Uh, we carry two particular cuts, uh, like bison tomahawk and bison fillet. Fillet mignons is amazing, a really, really good quality. Bison tomahawk is good. You have to really, it's a tricky to, to make. Everything else, like shoulders and legs, I don't want to say it's unedible, but it's uh, less palatable. Close to it. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's very difficult to to work because uh, because of the lean and because of a different uh, length of the fibers and the muscle. Like, for example... I would cut out uh, out of the shoulder what I, what normally I would think is a Delmonico, and it wouldn't be any good. Wow. So, All right, so stay away from that. <laughs> yeah. So it's it, it depends. You know, there's no such thing as, as a bad uh, piece of meat. It's just a preparation. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, beef shank or, or veal shank, for that matter. It's the toughest uh, sort of part of the animal because it's uh, the Fibers of the muscles are very long, and uh, imagine it's supporting. Look at the cow or steer as as the three thousand pound uh, fridge filled with steaks, and it's supported by only those four legs. Right. So yeah, it's uh, but properly done. There's nothing better. The other day I made asabuco, Taylor. Very rarely I. How do you make asabuco? Oh, you you take uh, veal or beef shank and you brown it. And then you put it in, in, in a crock pot or, you know. I, I know have, people use that for, like, the Italians, part of that other side of the family. It's amazing. They use it in their sauces when they cook oh, for their and sauces. And the sauce is just. It I, makes I, it so rich. I, I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. You, you, I, you wake up in the morning. It's a flavor. With, you don't with have. The, with the desire to, yeah, <laughs> to you, have it for and, breakfast. And you don't need to add any other seasonings. I mean, it actually feels like it has all the seasonings in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did uh, I add tamarind to mine. And uh, some uh, fresh uh, tomato paste and some ingredients that we can uh, give you a secret, all the secrets right yeah, after the break. Stay with us. We're <laughs> going to share the secret with you. Mm-hmm. 
Sam's Mead Warehouse has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale mead, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. The Warwick Valley Dispatch has been run by the same family since 1885 and is your local newspaper covering Warwick, Goshen, Monroe, Middletown, and all the great towns, villages, and neighborhoods in Orange County. The Dispatch reports on all the news that affects residents, organizations, and businesses throughout the county. So if you want to promote your business or organization, email editor at wvdispatch.com. Shop local. Subscribe to the Warwick Valley Dispatch. Hi, this is John Tesh. Tune in for great music and intelligence for your life on weekdays at 1 p.m. as we assemble the tips, the facts, and the news you need to be happier, healthier, more lovable, and more fun to be around. Radio worth listening to. We put the intelligence out there. You decide what to do with it. WTVQ. Oh, I'm starting to take over your show. <laughs> I sit down, I automatically assume it's my show. <laughs> no, go we ahead. We're back with Food for Thought. There so go, go ahead. <laughs> We're having fun here this morning. Listen, we have the text machine on, so 845-328-0886. You want to text in a question to Stephen about any kind of food? He pretty much is really, I mean, when did you, did your parents start you like really young on all these foods, or how did that become about? Uh no, we uh, we used to travel a lot, uh, even when I was a small child. So, uh, so your and, da- your mother and father. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, it wasn't that different. But we we traveled and even lived uh, sometimes maybe month at a time at a different kind of republic, uh, which now is an independent country. And with that, you know, every country has their own cuisine. Even though it's similar, there's certain staples that kind of different. And because uh, former Soviet Union is such a melting pot, especially serving in the army, you serve alongside with the number of people that you you would never travel to those space, uh, places, let's say. Yeah, but so you would never have met them. Exactly. But, you know, uh, the, the, everybody gets either little presents from home or they remember how their, you know, family cooked. And uh, we all took turns. And, yeah, you, you, you get exposed to, to a different number of cultures. Let's put it this way. Yeah, and foods and yep. drink. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what kind of, what was the first drink you ever had? Do you remember? Oof. It must have been a homemade wine. Oh, okay. Yeah. How do you homemade wine? <laughs> because Is it just fruits and spice? It has to be properly fermented. You make an airlock. Uh, air I, I used to make wine. Uh, you know, uh, anything can be made into the wine as long as it has uh, sugars in it that gets converted uh, via yeast to alcohol. And uh, that is a simple enough process. You have to know, you don't need to be like really have a degree in chemistry, but it's, it's really, really simple. So, and back, uh, also remember that back in the days that, uh, you know, in, in former Soviet Union, there was a lot, there wasn't a lot of choices uh, per se, but... Uh, vodka and vodka. Yeah, there, no, there, there's a vodka and wines and everything else. But uh, besides, uh, people still used to do their own uh, like moonshine style sure. uh, homemade uh, vodka. That's what and, you know. That's yeah, how NASCAR started. My, my grand, yeah, <laughs> believe that, me, that's right. Yeah, because the guys were doing runs to Canada and back, well, they, and, uh, and the everywhere. Driver, yeah, yeah, that's where the and J- Junior Johnson is one of the most famous old drivers. We uh-huh. had him on the air, and I'm um, this must be like six, seven, eight years ago. And he started telling us about those days because he was one of them. And he only passed away recently. And he said, you know, he remembers he was racing one day and the car caught on fire in during the race. And he got out and he said, I said, what'd you do? And he said, well, I took my shirt off and I put the fire out. And I'm like, why would you do that? And he said, I had to drive the car home. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible when you talk to these old yeah. guys that have been doing it. So same mentality, though. Same mentality. People uh, used to make their own uh, homemade stuff. And it was, uh, yeah, you could you can certainly buy it in, in a store. But when you make it, it tastes so much better. And it's sort of like a pride and a joy and a sort of like little competition between, you know, who makes the better uh, moonshine or wine or anything like that. There's bragging rights that come with it. And maybe an opportunity for an extra income or business. 
Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> How were the laws over there when you were making this homemade stuff? I know here nobody but cares. They make uh, beer, no, they make wine. No, you better not to be caught. Let's oh, put okay. it this way. You know, there, there was uh, certain things. Uh, the, the law uh, was strict, which was frowned upon. Uh, you know, and ranging from anything from, uh, let's say, f- a large fine to all the way to get uh, all everything get confiscated. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Just for liquor? Yeah. Yeah. It, it depends to, it's sort of like a trailing kind of like a drug, uh, depending on the intent. If it's for home consumption, maybe you'll get away with a fine and uh, they will take away the equipment and everything like that. But if uh, there was, let's say, intent to distribute or sell oh, oh, that's yeah. a different story yeah well same thing but now what's going the, on the, the government doesn't like competition let's put it this way 100 <laughs> percent. which is why when they approved and they have approved medic, um, marijuana in general uh-huh. that nothing's on the street yet because they've some of the numbers they put out there are insane to me five pounds per person you could smoke that for the rest of your life and not finish it <laughs> <coughs> i mean it's crazy so i know the, there's limitations on everything when it comes to either liquor or you know drugs right that you can use so but you know it's also you know forbidden to, uh, fruit is always sweeter uh you know like amsterdam was always on the forefront of uh, legalization anything oh yeah the, i have the, friends that went over the there city, and so, you oh, just go there. into a coffee shop or something you sit down they give you a joint you have a menu no of you have a menu type, a menu of different you kinds have, of stuff you have a menu uh, which is uh, by the way it, it's like pages you can pick up whichever strand you like i remember we sit down i ask uh, for a portion i said how much uh, you know they guess seven dollars i said bring three and then, then the big pile like heaping pile of oh my <laughs> pot on the table you like you said you cannot finish it uh no, to, if there's you smoke, no way you know but uh, it's a very friendly city it, it, people are happy uh, the crime is very very low every stone <laughs> And uh, if you would like fight. to explore it, there's uh, even museums like uh, that uh, people go throughout Europe because there's really one of the best collections in the world of uh, arts and, you know. Oh, sure. Uh, it took in, centuries. In Amsterdam, there's a museum of torture, museum of sex, uh, you, and it's on and okay, on and so on. They're, so everything they're is legalized. over the top. Mu- museum of tattoo. Yeah, and it's amazing. It's, a, it's a really, truly amazing you, stuff. So speaking of tattoo, this is a funny little story you're going to love. So a police officer was telling me that he was uh, in the hospital because he was, I think, assisting somebody to get there. Mm-hmm. And there was a nurse there. And he said, uh, he said to her, are you vaccinated? You know, when he brought the... And she goes, no, I don't like needles. And he said, I'm looking at her because her entire arm is tattooed. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Think before you speak, feeble. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, that's funny. I mean, it, it is true, though. Uh, do you ever you never hear of anything insane like we have in the U.S. with kids going in and killing other kids at schools in Amsterdam? No, no. And I, I'm telling you, it has a lot to do with the way that they treat certain drinks and and marijuana, etc. Because there's really, I mean, everything in moderation, folks. We're not telling you to be stoned 24/7, but and marijuana especially better for you than alcohol because you're not going to smoke as much as you drink i think there's a tendency nowadays this less and less people drink and yeah. more and more of them find some sort of an alternative to, uh, exactly you know. um i'm an old-fashioned kind of guy i i like a drink for me it uh, it's makes social food too taste, it, it makes for me it uh, makes food taste better I, I really am a foodie i'm a slave to my own desires and if something complements or takes it a notch further or, or you know elevates the dish i'm all for it but everything no, like you I said agree. in moderation yeah but you know it's it's kind of a social thing also that when you're out with people you have a drink you share it together yep. you know it just it, it sort of stands in line with what you're saying how it present presentation as well and it's just part of that routine of sitting there and enjoying a meal right can you imagine a meal without a drink no, and we talked about, uh, you know, probably, yes, uh, some uh, people, it, it, it well, depends not breakfast. across your boat, you know. <laughs> but, uh, like, for example, I have no desire, I, I don't have a drink uh, just to have a drink. But right. if you're having a meal and certain dishes just just begging or asking for a particular, like, uh, you know, garnish, if you will, or accompaniment, you know, and, yeah, uh, like herring, caviar. Let's talk about caviar because I just got some for the New Year's table, and um, you know. Do you sell caviar? 
We don't, but you know what? It's it's a good thought because we just uh, discovered like a really good uh, distributor, distributors and supplier. Oh. I I try. I would think you would know people from Russia. <laughs> uh, that is correct, and uh, that that is really really a top notch uh, product. And uh, people I, either love it or they hate it. There's like no in between. No, people either love it or they really love it. Oh, really? <laughs> not me. I have never developed a taste for that. Really? I I don't like salt. I think that's a big part of it. But and see, Russian style is is in fact called malosol. Malosol stands for salt and malo stands for little. Oh. Uh, little, very little salt. It's it's almost, it's salty enough that you know that it comes, it's almost like smells like an ocean, uh, you know, like a sea. What's the difference in how they process it like a Russian caviar and another country's caviar? Very little salt. That That's what Russians say. So are. is that the only thing that makes a difference, how much salt and, is put and, in it? And I understand the breed of the fish itself. Of the fish. Of, of, so of, of, so et Okay, so where is the finest caviar? What kind of fish does that come from? Beluga. Oh, so the beluga, beluga whale. Beluga, sivruga, uh, any sort of like a Ocetra family. Because here in the States, we do have a black caviar, uh, two varieties of fish that actually produce black caviar. One is heckleback and one is paddlefish. And, uh, How do they harvest the eggs? Well, they, they they sort of you can milk the fish. But so you milk a fish. Yeah, but uh, generally they they raised uh, like if if it's farming they milk in it, uh, but if uh, they catching it you know because you can uh, etc goes really really big like it, it grows the length of this room essentially it could be six nine twelve. You have feet you don't kill the whale right? No, no. Okay. <laughs> so, but uh, the the Ocetra, it, it's it's very prehistoric looking fish. It it doesn't ha have scale. It has almost like um, I I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, you know, we'll have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but it's uh, the skeleton is soft. You can chew through the bones. Wow. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's, it has a very very different taste. Interesting. So, but uh, and what we, about the different? Uh, are there different colors, or is it? There are different. It's mainly it's different hues of uh, black or gray. Okay. And the grayish, the better they are because really, yeah, because there's more um, more oils, more fish oils, omegas uh, in it, and uh, there's also even some of them are kind of like greenish, with a little you know like two tone. This there's a lot. There's really a lot of options. It, it gets very, very expensive nowadays. It's uh, because it's such a limited supply. It's really, really hard to get. And once you get it, uh, it's really supply a and demand. It, it's a, it's a luxury. Uh, let's put it this very luxury item that needs to be enjoyed with a particular drink: vodka or champagne. I mean, uh, okay, I'll take either or both. <laughs> <laughs> what is a night without vodka or champagne? Let's see what the, somebody texted in here. Ah. Uh, yeah, I think we just got a text, uh, somebody coming in and asking, Sam has quite the Epicurean palate. Uh, oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> yes, he does. I'm well, going to admit you. to that. That's the truth. Thank you. Absolutely. I, I do enjoy uh, trying new stuff. And, uh, if, and I if you have suggestions out there of yeah. anything or you're curious about a specific type of food, you know, send, uh, send him a text and he'll be happy to answer you on the next show. Or send emails. We're happy to do that. And uh, so we're getting, we have about 30 seconds left. Uh, let's tell them where Sam's Meat Warehouse is. Uh, we're located at 1749 uh, County Route. Uh, but uh, that is a misnomer because <laughs> they are not on 17. You, there's a bank in the village of Florida. So Sterling. Depending, yeah, yep. Sterling Bank. On the Lampka Drive. Not mine. So we, we're right there. If you know where Orange County Sports Club, Sports yes, Fitness and that's Fun, Remy Plaza, you can't really miss uh, Sam's Meat. If you're coming meat. into Florida, make a right just before the bank. If you're coming out of Florida, make a left after the bank. So, <laughs> Thank you for letting me join you. I loved it. I, <laughs> I learned pleasure. something Thank all the time. Thank you for joining, and we'll see you next week. We'll talk more about it. Oh, I'll see you in Sam's Meat Warehouse. Yes, or Saturday on Free Speech. Stay tuned for Light Club Curiosity Shop. <laughs>